0: Good morning. good morning. Welcome, to, welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Michael. I'm excited to see you all here today. Um, even though it is kind of rainy, it is still a beautiful day that God has made, and we should rejoice and be glad in it. We have a couple announcements. I'm going to start, or uh, have uh, my good friend here start us with the first one. Um, and try that microphone that might be the yeah.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Uh, you all know who I am. Um, <laughs> I'm Who are you? Lucy Miller. <laughs> and my sister Nancy, we did the farmers market this year. Yay. And I am here I am here to spread good news. Our total for the season was 1,000 $750. Good Lord willing, in the creek don't rise. We'll be back next year. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. We also have a few other announcements this morning. Our harvest dinner is coming up on Thursday, October 22nd from 5 to 7 it'll be a carry out only and in lieu of baked goods for dessert we are going to buy apple and pumpkin pies so we are accepting money donations towards the pies we are still looking for crafters for our craft show on november seventh we are still missing a couple ice cream social signs if you have those in your yard please get those back to us Or you're going
0: to have to host your own ice cream social. If you
1: remember, uh, probably a month or so ago, we talked to you about doing a memorial service at the pavilion. Well, our apologies because we kind of dropped the ball. Now we are going to do an All Saints event on November 1st. Information is there in your bulletin. If you have lost a loved one in the last year, please let our office know so that we can make sure and... Uh, do everything we can to honor your loved one to come see fresh food initiative you'll see there they're looking for some volunteers and praises to Luann and Lisa and pastor our email we believe has been fixed so so you'll see there the three different emails one for general information there's a special one if you have prayer requests and if you don't want your prayer requests public but you definitely want pastor to know his email is there i think that's oh also harvest dinner signs if you are a person that usually takes signs and puts them in your yard or a special location please get with me after service we do have the harvest dinner signs ready to go thank you
0: Oh yes, and for Sunday school, oh, thank you. Um, we're gonna have uh, all our uh, young folks come up uh, during the youth moment to come up here, but we'll have them under the pavil or under the portico so they're nice and dry. And then uh, Miss Linda's group will go upstairs like normal, but Miss Kelly's group is gonna go in the gymnasium um, so they can stay dry and uh, not get soaked or get a cold or anything because nobody needs that. Um, so keep your your ears open and ready for when we get to sunday school and youth time and i think that's it anyone else one place sold sold. all right here we go
1: please join me in the call to worship the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with you all
0: and also with you
1: we will not be afraid of the terrors of the night
0: Dangers of the daylight hours.
1: We will not fear the diseases that stalk through darkness,
0: nor the destruction that comes in the late hours.
1: We will put our faith in you, O God,
0: to protect us from the monsters in our dreams.
1: And our opening hymn is page 127 Guide me, O thou great Jehovah.
2: Guide me, O Thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but Thou art mighty, hold me with Thy powerful hand. Crystal fountain, when's the heat?
0: Please join me now in our opening prayer. Strengthening God, you protect us from the scary dreams and nightmares that cause us to toss and turn at night. No matter how dark the nights can be, we know that you are there and will be our light in the darkest times. We ask you now to bless us with your presence in this place, as we prepare to worship you and give you praise. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And we'll continue with hymn number 117 in your hymnals, O God, our help in ages past. All six verses. Yes. join me in our prayer for illumination. Pour out your spirit upon us, O God, with your word, enlighten the eyes of our hearts, that we might live in hope through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: Our first scripture reading this morning is from Proverbs 29, verses 25 through 27, NRSV version. The fear of others lays a snare, but one who trusts in the Lord is secure. Many seek the favor of a ruler, but it is from the Lord that one gets justice. The unjust are an abomination to the righteous, but the upright are an abomination to the wicked. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God.
0: With gratitude for God's blessings through the power at work in Jesus Christ, We gather now the gifts of the church for the sake of the gospel. We will now collect our offering. Yes, can I, thank you.
3: Everybody sing along on this one. Oh, 374. the promises of God, my Savior, standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God, standing on the promises of Christ the Lord, bound to Him eternally by love's strong cord, overcoming daily with the Spirit's sword standing on the promises of god standing 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 on the promises of god my savior standing standing i'm standing on the promises of god standing on the promises i cannot fall this Every moment to the Spirit's call Resting in my Savior as my all in all Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior Standing, standing I'm standing on the promises of God. Forgive me, this weather's not good for a voice.
0: You're fine. Oh. All right, if you would join me in singing the doxology number 95 in your hymnals. Holy One, all that we have comes from you. You bless our lives with the companionship of your people, the freedom that comes from forgiveness of sin, the joy of thanksgiving for earth and all its bounty. Turn us towards those in need in the name of the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. I invite you now to a time and an attitude of prayer. In addition to the prayer recu- uh, prayer concerns in your uh, bulletin handout, um, we'd like to add uh, prayers for Lois, our organist and pianist. She fell this morning. Um, she is on her way to urgent care, and hopefully everything will be all right. Um, I also have a prayer request for uh, Chris, who is having issue with thyroid and heart trouble, um, and just general prayers as well needed Um, we are doing our best to keep the prayer concerns up to date Um, so if you have any updates on any of the stuff on the list please let us know during the week if you're able Um, and we will do our best to keep all of that up to date as well Um, but please join me now in an attitude of prayer holy God we come before you this day a thankful people For the opportunity to come together and worship even if it's not the way we're used to. We are thankful for the rain that helps to nourish crops and nourish your creation. We are thankful for the sunlight that we will hopefully see very soon. That also helps to nourish your creation and us. God, we give you thanks for the many, many things in this world that you have blessed us with beyond anything we could ever deserve but lord you taught us to bring everything to you in prayer so we also lift you the things that weigh heavily upon us today we lift all of those who are in need of healing whether physical emotional or mental those fighting the coronavirus cancer injuries illness god whatever it might be we ask for your healing touch and we lift them to you we also pray for all of those in the healing and healthcare industry who work so diligently to help us when we are not at our full health, when we are struggling. We pray for the doctors and nurses, surgeons, uh, excuse me, lab technicians, research scientists, psychiatrists, psychologists, and so many others who work so hard to help us when we need healing. We ask that you would continue to watch over them, guide their hands and efforts and all that they do and help us to always show our thanks and appreciation for their hard work and efforts. We also lift up all of those who work so hard to keep us safe in our world. We lift up all of our uh, members of the armed forces and the military, our firefighters and police officers, our EMTs and first responders and so many more who work so hard to keep us safe. We ask that you would guide them in their words and actions, that you would keep them safe and strong. And Lord, for those who are far from home, we pray that we may see them back soon, that we could begin to see an end to conflict around our world. God, we also pray for our nation and all the nations of the world. We are still in a time of much unrest and there is violence, there is anger, God, we pray that we might be able to be at peace. We pray for your Holy Spirit to envelop this world in peace. We pray that you would touch the hearts and lives of the leaders of our countries to find ways to work together for the betterment of all humanity and not just a select few. And we pray that you would touch our hearts and minds as well that we might work to support those efforts and to work together as all of your beloved children to care for the creation you have given us, and to care for one another as we should love our neighbors as ourselves. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly upon our own hearts and minds, we lift to you today in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, now it is time for our youth moment, so I'd like to see all of our youth and children as they are willing and able to come hang out under the roof here where they can be nice and dry. Um, And we have suckers, but you've got to come up to get a sucker. And just remember, you are all children of God. So everyone is always welcome to join us. Daddy's got to use the mic. No, AJ, that's his. You have your own. One more. All right. Hi. How's everybody doing? I think we're officially in fall. Because the water is falling from the sky. Anyway. What's up, buddy? All right, guys, we're going to do this a little bit quicker than normal because I don't want anybody getting sick or too cold. But today I'm going to talk with the adults about things that are scary. I'm going to talk to them about nightmares. Have you guys ever had a nightmare before? Yeah. Yeah. Those aren't fun, are they? No. You probably woke woke up kind of scared and maybe a little shook. But you know what? Okay. But you know what's great about our God? Our God is with us even in those nightmares. And the best thing is God helps us to wake up in the morning so we are away from those nightmares. And even if that kind of still stays with you, if you're still a little scared or stuck in your mind, you can always pray and God will help you get through that, okay? So even when there are things that are scary in this world and when they're in your dreams and you might not feel like you have anybody with you, God is always with you. And God will always fight the bad things in your dreams for you, okay? Does that sound pretty good? Yeah? All right. I am going to dismiss you to your Sunday school classes, and we've got the suckers over here. And you guys are going to be inside today um, so we can keep... Yeah, suckers after Sunday school. Because we want to keep everybody nice and warm and dry. Um, when we get to communion time um, and our all our little ones come back up, if one of the parents could come up to... Retrieve your children, Um, that way we know they get right back to their cars as quickly and as dry as possible, um, and that nobody's getting uh, left out in the rain. So uh, I will try to remind us when we get to that point. All right. Let us prepare for the Lord's coming by putting aside our fears and repenting of our sins. If you would join me in our prayer of confession. that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name, amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession. Beloved children of God, fear not. The grace of God appears, bringing salvation to all. Our sins are forgiven. It is the will of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own, zealous for good deeds, all to the glory of God, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you would join me in our affirmation of faith, this morning we are using the Apostles' Creed, the ecumenical version found on page 882 in your hymnals. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, Amen.
1: Our second scripture this morning is from Psalms 149 NRSV version. Praise for God's goodness to Israel. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in its maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the humble with victory. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands. To execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples. To bind their kings with fetters and their nobles with chains of iron. To execute on them the judgment decreed. This is glory for all his faithful ones. Praise the Lord. The word of God for the people of God.
0: Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. And we'll continue with hymn number 129, Give to the Winds Thy Fears. Our third scripture reading for this morning comes from the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verses 1 through 8. In the first year of King Belshazzar of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head as he lay in bed. Then he wrote down the dream. I, Daniel, saw in my vision by night the four winds of heaven stirring up the great sea and four great beasts came out of the sea, different from one another. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. Then as I watched, its wings were plucked off and it was lifted up from the ground and made to stand on two feet like a human being, and a human mind was given to it. Another beast appeared, a second one, that looks like a bear. It was raised up on one side had three tusks in its mouth among its teeth and was told, Arise, devour many bodies. After this, as I watched, another appeared like a leopard. The beast had four wings of a bird on its back and four heads and dominion was given to it. After this, I saw in the visions by night, a fourth beast, terrifying and dreadful and exceedingly strong. It had great iron teeth, and was devouring, breaking in pieces, and stamping what was left with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that preceded it, and it had ten horns. I was considering the horns when another horn appeared, a little one coming up among them. To make room for it, three of the earlier horns were plucked up by the roots. There were eyes like human eyes in this horn, and a mouth speaking arrogantly. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, <laughs> be to God. if you would join me once again in an attitude of prayer. Strengthening God, we ask that you quiet our minds, bring peace to our hearts and remove the distractions of our lives so that we might hear the message of your love and grace. Our sleep is filled with both happy dreams and scary nightmares. Help us to turn these things over to you and be strengthened in our faith. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. All right, well here we are in a new month, and that means that we have a new sermon series in honor of how October is often associated with Halloween, trick-or-treating, and scary movies, our new sermon series is called Things That Go Bump in the Bible. During this month, we will be focusing on some of the monsters and scary things that we find in the Bible, as well as how we understand fear and deal with the things that make us afraid. Now, I think when a lot of us start thinking about Halloween, we tend to focus on kids getting dressed up in their costumes of favorite characters like superheroes or cartoon stars, ghosts, maybe Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, and so many other favorite classics. Most of those really are not very scary, but every now and then some can be a bit frightening. If you've had to listen to the Baby Shark song for a while, that one may scare you. But probably not that we would get nightmares from them. Although this year with the pandemic, we don't know still yet how much our children are going to be able to go out and participate in this hallowed tradition that we have held for so long. Now it is also the time of year that many TV stations will start to show a lot of the scary movies and children and adults alike may experience nightmares from them. Some of the classics include Omen, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Psycho, The Exorcist, and of course a Nightmare on Elm Street. Now those are some scary movies. They feature people losing their grips on reality, the presence of evil, murder, torture, and complete mayhem. Personally, I will take a good comedy or a kids cartoon any day of the week before that myself. The Disney classic Hocus Pocus is a favorite in our household and one that we watch pretty much every year sometimes multiple times during the month. And it's not that I'm afraid of the scary movies, by any means, I just, I don't get into that genre very much. I'd rather laugh and smile than be screaming and terrified and not getting sleep at night. Not that there's anything wrong with that, just personal preference. So what do these movies have to do with our scripture reading from the book of Daniel? Well, in our reading today, Daniel is describing a dream that he had the night before. And as we read along, we find him describing a fairly odd occurrence, four great beasts coming out of the sea, each one more deranged than the first, a lion with eagle's wings, a bear with tusks in its mouth, in addition to all its teeth, a leopard with four wings and four heads. And then of course, the last one, A fourth beast, terrifying and dreadful and exceedingly strong. It had great iron teeth and was devouring, breaking in pieces and stamping what was left with its feet. It was different from all the other beasts that preceded it, and it had ten horns. I was considering the horns when another horn appeared, a little one coming up among them. To make room for it, three of the earlier horns were plucked up by the roots. There were eyes like human eyes on this horn, and a mouth speaking arrogantly. Now, I don't know about all of you, but those four things definitely sound like what nightmares are truly made of. They may not be serial killers hunting down people to murder like in many horror films, but these might be worse. Even though serial killers are very much a reality of our world today, we have seen them defeated time and again by local and national law enforcement. Creatures like these, they may not be ones that we've ever come across in our lives, in fact, I hope no one has. But if we ever did, would we feel confident that they could be overcome? Now, the reality is these four beasts were meant to represent four kingdoms that were going to arise in the neighboring lands around where Daniel lived and they would rule over the area. From Babylon to medo Persia to Greece and then finally Rome these beasts were symbolizing a progression of time under the rule of these different kingdoms. And it's interesting the description of the last beast that was meant to symbolize Rome. A creature so terrifying and frightening because of its power and it devouring of its prey, which in this case, unfortunately, was the people and kingdoms of Israel. Just put yourself in the shoes, or maybe sandals, of Daniel or any other Israelite of this time. As you see these different kingdoms and empires come through, and they overtake you and rule over you, and there's not really much they could do about it. Not At least not if they wanted to stay alive. So not only is the dream itself very nightmarish, but so was the real-world reality in which these people were living. People were being taken over and focused to live, or forced to live under the rule of some of these other kingdoms as they continued to rise to power. Let us think about this in somewhat more recent events. Imagine what the people of France, and Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Belgium, and other European countries felt when Germany began to invade their countries during World War II. How nightmarish would it have been to see your friends and neighbors being subjected to the ravages of war, being removed from their homes, and God forbid if you were Jewish, being sent away to concentration camps and the horrors that were found within. Thankfully, that war came to an end, and these countries were freed, and the survivors of those concentration camps were rescued. Or what about the people of Kuwait when the troops from Iraq were taking control of their country? How frightening would it have been to see armed soldiers coming through the towns and just taking over? How do the locals protect their children and loved ones? This, again, sounds like the things that nightmares are made of when we look at it in the context of what Daniel was experiencing. Again, thankfully, in this situation, coalition forces were able to free the people of Kuwait and return their country to them. Or what about some of the most recent unrest in our own country that is still happening? We have already seen many riots, protests, violence, hateful messages and much more in many cities and communities across our country and even abroad. And in some cases, we have seen not just police, but other law enforcement groups called in to try and respond to these things. I don't know about all of you, but those images that I see on the news are pretty scary. And I mean all of the images, not just from one group or another's actions. The amount of violence seen, in total, is terrifying to watch. It is petrifying. And it makes we maybe even worse to consider that this could begin to appear in some of our own local communities around us. So our nightmares are not just in our dreams, but can be real-life events right in front of us. Daniel's dream of the four beasts can be seen as very nightmarish all on their own. But then when we look at what it symbolized, And the aftermath the reality was just as bad if not worse the nightmare of the dream became a nightmare in reality and that might be the worst part of it so what do we do how do we combat these nightmares both in our dreams and in our realities what are we to do well if we read a little bit further in chapter 7 of the book of daniel we find the following. As I watched, thrones were set in place and an ancient one took his throne. His clothing was white as snow and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames and its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and flowed out from his presence. A thousand thousand served him and 10,000 times 10,000 stood attending him. The court sat in judgment and the books were opened. I watched then because of the noise of the arrogant words that the horn was speaking. And as I watched, the beast was put to death and its body destroyed and given over to be burned with fire. As for the rest of the beast, their dominion was taken away but their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. So some great being has come and proclaimed judgment on these four horrible beasts. But the story continues on, and there we read, As I watched in the night visions, I saw one like a human being coming with the clouds of heaven. And he came to the ancient one and was presented before him. To him was given dominion and glory and kingship, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not pass away, and his kingship is one that shall never be destroyed. Hmm. This sounds a little familiar, doesn't it? One like a human being. So maybe one that has both human and divine. This, is, this one is given dominion and glory and kingship. Hmm. Hmm. Dominion that is everlasting and kingship that cannot be destroyed. Who could this be talking about, potentially? I wonder. I feel as if we have heard this story before, or at least something similar. Of course, I'm talking about Jesus. Now, I am not claiming that Daniel's dream is definitely proclaiming the coming and rule of Jesus, but you gotta admit, there are some definite similarities and parallels that we find here. Jesus was both human and divine, Jesus and God have dominion over all creation and are everlasting. It's very easy to see how a reader could see Jesus being described in this dream. And what is great about these passages that follow our original reading from Daniel is that they offer us some comfort and some confidence. They tell us how the beasts are defeated. The scary, nightmarish creatures that we have feared have been defeated. And the real-life nightmares they symbolize have also been defeated. God is triumphant over all nightmares and reigns forever. But does God still do this for us today? Is God still defeating the nightmares in our dreams as well as the nightmares in our world? Well, I suppose that depends on what you believe, and how you understand God's work in the world. It depends on how you understand the world and creation in which we live. One could very much make the argument that God and Jesus were active when World War II ended, and countries were freed, and survivors of the concentration camps were rescued. One could make the argument that God's hand was active during the conflict in Kuwait, and helped to free those people. One could even make the argument that God is active in the situations in our cities as news that might have been buried in the past have come to light through social media and other internet communication platforms. When it comes to the nightmares of our dreams, God can be active there too. We awake from our dreams and nightmares just like I told our children and our youth. We still may be upset or feel stressed by those nightmares, but we have been freed from them by waking up. And again, for some, things like prayer can help to lessen that stress and bring us peace from the memories of those nightmares. God's presence and action can be found there. It all depends on us. And I say it depends on us because ultimately, it comes down to how we interact with God and our relationship with God. Do we easily allow God to be present in our lives and active? Or do we push God away, or at least try, and try to ignore his desire to be in relationship with us? Do we turn to God when we are afraid and shaken, asking for God's peace and comfort? Or do we just simply try to deal with everything on our own and ignore the presence of the Holy Spirit? God is always there. But it is still at some level comes down to us, comes down to our free will, and if we want to be in relationship with God, who desires so greatly to be in relationship with us. We have to remember that there are scary things in life and in our dreams, and it is how we choose to deal with them that affects us and our lives. When you leave here later today, I ask that you would contemplate your relationship with God. Do you trust God? Do you bring everything to God in prayer? Do you you open yourself up to God? Do you seek the protection and grace of God? I implore you to consider these questions and think about what your answers might be. Our God is an all powerful God. Our God is the God of grace and unconditional love. Our God is the God of all time and space, has always been and always will be. Our God wants to be in relationship with us. Our God can defeat the nightmares of our dreams and our realities. I pray that you will always try to open yourself up to God's love and grace, and I pray that you find joy and comfort in that relationship with our God. Amen. If you would, uh, if our uh, parents could come up and hang out for a second while we wait for our uh, children and youth to get them back to their cars, and then once we have that done, we will celebrate communion, which is on pages 15 and 16 in your hymnals. And if anyone still needs uh, some Jesus, we have our, our Jesus available. Just uh, flash your lights or hold your hand out your window, and we can run out those. But I, I'm hoping we got almost everybody. Oh, yeah. You want that before or after the benediction? Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. Is everybody almost Ready? See a few more people getting into cars. All right. If you would turn to pages 15 and 16 in your hymnals, there you will find our liturgy for our communion. Or the insert in the bulletin. Or the insert in the bulletin. Either one. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through the prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on these gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. and The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. In the United Methodist Church, we practice open communion. And what that means is that the table doesn't belong to me, to this church, to our denomination. It belongs to one, one alone, and that is Jesus Christ. And he has invited everyone to come and partake. It doesn't matter your age, your race, your ethnicity, your sexual orientation, your financial standing, your social standing. All those boxes and ways we try to divide ourselves and cram people into None of that matters to him. We are all beloved children of God in the eyes of Christ. And he has invited everyone to come and partake. This morning we are doing communion, obviously, still a little bit differently. But you can choose to receive your communion elements the way you'd like. You can choose to either dip your bread in your juice and then eat that. Or you can choose to eat the bread and then drink your juice. Either one is totally fine. They both count. God's happy either way. I invite you now together as a congregation and community of faith to receive your communion elements together. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others, in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If you would join me now in our final hymn number 474 in the hymnals, Precious Lord, Take My Hand.
2: Lord, lead me home.
0: After our benediction, I invite you to stick around for a second, because I told we have, I was told we have one more thing. Hopefully, my tongue will work by then. But now, beloved children of God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, give you a spirit of wisdom. In Revelation, to live in hope today and always. Love your enemies. Pray for those who oppose you. Answer evil with good. Give to those in need, for yours is the kingdom of God. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Amen.
2: Also, for the trustees, there's a short meeting after church today. All the trustees, uh, please meet up in about 20 minutes. And here comes Sheila and Lisa with an announcement.
1: So we'd just like to present the pastor with a little bag uh, this week, a happy bag. So hopefully there's some happy notes in there for you um, to honor you for Pastor Appreciation Month. Thank you. So, this is just a little something this week. We'll have a little something more for you next week. So, we just hope that you feel welcomed here and we appreciate all that you're doing for our church. Thank you very
0: much. Thank you. All right, go get warm and dry somewhere.